0: This is that season um, of Christmas. We've been sharing from different angles, perspectives, different uh, Bible personalities who always come to surface during the holiday. And again, I want to invite you to consider Matthew 2 and 8. Matthew 2 and 8. Matthew 2 and 8. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Tonight's lesson, don't miss Jesus. Don't miss Jesus. Matthew 2 and 8. This is the time of year, as it's already been stated, that we focus on and celebrate as a Christian faith the birth of Jesus Christ. I put emphasis on it being a Christian holiday, a Christian celebration. Uh, Christmas is not the Jewish version of the celebration. Uh, let me flip that and say, Hanukkah is not a Jewish version of Christmas. Of Christmas, our Jewish brothers and sisters—they uh, right now are in the midst of their eight-day celebration of Hanukkah. Uh, which is uh, their commemoration of the second dedication of uh, the temple in Jerusalem. December 25th to the Jewish faith is just another normal day on the Jewish calendar. Uh, To them, you know, it's the day we, we make them rich. For that reason they probably say thank you Jesus when they see us pouring in the stores, you know, purchasing our gifts. So Christmas is is a Christian holiday. Christmas Latin, the Mass of Christ. It's the festival of the religious uh observance of Christ. Christ is the cornerstone, the central figure of um of Christmas now there are other faiths and other religions in the world, thousands of them they have their own sacred book, their own deity their own special central figure and the irony is even they jump in on the celebration of the season not so much because they embrace the virgin birth miracle of he who is the savior of sinners and the perfect Lord model for a living. But they jump in on action because Christmas is a festive, a colorful, and a happy season. There's no Christmas in the Bible. I only mention of snow in the New Testament is in regard to the angels' garments at resurrection. Matthew 28, it says, their garments were white as snow. And then in Revelation one fourteen, when John describes the hair of Christ, he says it was white as snow. Um It's doubtful, furthermore, that Jesus was born in December. One thing for sure, it wasn't snowing. Today's temperature in Bethlehem uh, was 56 degrees high and 47 degrees low. So it wasn't snowing this time of year in Bethlehem if, in fact, Jesus was born in December. The origins of Christmas stem from both the pagan and Roman cultures, the Romans, actually celebrated two holidays in the month of December. The first was Saturnalia, which was a two-week festival honoring their god of agriculture, Saturn. On December 25th, uh, the Romans celebrated the birth of Mithra, their sun god. Both celebrations were ruckus and drunken parties. And maybe that's where y'all get that piece from in celebrating Christmas, or from the Romans. Also in December uh, is the darkest uh, day of the year, the winter solstice. And by the way, that's December 23. It's the shortest day and the longest night on the globe. Pagan cultures lit bonfires and candles to keep the darkness at bay. As Christianity spread across Europe, the Christian clergy were not able to curb the pagan customs and celebrations. Since no one knew Jesus's date of birth, they adapted the pagan ritual into a celebration of his birthday. Isn't that something? Shame on the early church fathers for their uh, action of consensus. Since we can't beat them, let's join them. Everything but our Christ was borrowed from a heathen culture. The pagans decorated their homes with greens In anticipation of the spring to come, evergreen trees remained green during the coldest and darkest days, so they were thought to hold special powers. Anything that wouldn't change its color that could remain and bear the cold had to be something with special power. So that cultic symbol of power, that heathen sense of power uh crept into our homes. Evergreen trees. Of course, now, you know, the real tree has been replaced with artificial trees of all colors. So I guess you might say that the pagan power green had left the building. The tree tradition we are accustomed to today comes from Northern Europe where German pagan tribes decorated evergreen trees in worship of the god Woden. Isn't that some uh, pagan god named Woden? W-O-D-E-N. And... They decorated their trees to worship this God with candles and dried fruit. So far, nothing coming up about our dear Savior Jesus' birth. It was in the 1500s that the Christian faith in Germany started decorating trees in their homes with sweets lights, and toys. Well, maybe Santa Claus was saved today. Here he comes from a Turkish tradition around 280 AD. He was a bishop in the early Christian church, and he suffered persecution and imprisonment. His name was Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas came from a wealthy family, and he was renowned for his generosity toward the poor and the disenfranchised. There's so many legends surrounding Saint Nicholas, how he saved three daughters from being sold into slavery, how he tossed gold into the window of their father's home because their There was no dowry to entice anyone to make them brides. And the legend says when St. Nicholas tossed the gold through the open window, it landed in a sock drying by the fire. So children started hanging stockings by their fires in Hope St. Nicholas would toss gifts into them. In honor of his passing, december sixth was declared Saint Nicholas Day. As time went on, each European culture adapted some version of Saint Nicholas in Swiss and German cultures Christkind or Chris Krinkle. We remember that, don't we? Chris Krinkle which is translated Christ child, accompanied St. Nicholas to deliver presents to well-behaved children. A few of us wouldn't have gotten a gift. We would have come up short. In other European countries, guess what his name was? Sinterklaas. Klaas. K-L-A-S-S is a shorter version of the name Nicholas. And now you know the rest of the story. Santa Claus. This is where the Americanized, commercialized Santa Claus comes from. And I suspect the ending of a thing is far better than the beginning. Though it had cultic, pagan, non-Christian heathen roots, we for the most part taken the spirit of the matter and incorporated it into the most significant birth in the whole world. So here's the question. With no props, no evergreen trees, no stockings, no fireplace, no old bearded uh, men in red Suits, passing out toys to good kids only. Can we still celebrate God's son? Miss Christmas? If you have to. But don't miss Jesus. Don't miss the significance of the birth of God's son. I can think of one fella who missed Jesus. He was close and yet so far, he had Jesus right under his nose and still left life without getting to know the greatest person of all times. Maybe that's because this person thought he and his dynasty were the greatest. He had desire, but it was misguided. He had knowledge and opportunity. Matter of fact, Jesus, the Christ child, was only five miles south of this fellow's location. He knew where Jesus was because the wise men had told him then this fella had a malicious spirit toward worship. He spoke of worship in Jesus, but his motives were not pure. Matter of fact, you heard it in the reading of the verse. He told the wise men, when you find them, come back, loop me in so I can come and worship him also. But this fellow had no intentions of worshiping. And you read the rest of the story. Herod died. Herod missed Jesus. Not having met Jesus, not having worshiped Jesus, not having acknowledged Jesus As the son of God. Wow. Herod missed. Jesus. Herod. Missed. Jesus. Herod missed eternal life. With the heavenly father. And I pose this question. What's your desire. This holiday season. Do you want to really know more about God's Son, the Savior, and the Lord model of our lives? What's your motive for even talking about worship? Because when one talks about worship, it evokes a surrender of wills to Jesus' will. Herod wasn't thinking about submitting or surrendering to Jesus. So, what's on your mind during the Christmas season? What's your desire? What's your motive? What's your knowledge? What's your surrender? Maybe it's a great season although we did not start it, but since we're so deeply vested in it,
1: perhaps we ought to
0: use it to reevaluate all of the above, our desire, our knowledge, our motive, and our surrender. Please don't leave the holidays with herod problems. He didn't want to give up his throne. He didn't want to make room for another to rule his kingdom. Can I ask you a question? Do you have throne issues? Do you have rulership hesitations? Do you have commitment hang-ups? Jesus the Christ must be Lord over all or he is not Lord at all. Jesus doesn't take partial payments or accept anything less than complete loyalty. The way our culture in America is shifting and slipping away from the time-honored values we once embraced, They are all eroding. Humanism, pluralism, liberalism, atheism, they're all gaining momentum. And this celebration as we know it might just be fading away. The atheists protested and filed a lawsuit Right here in the state of Illinois, in our capital of Springfield, and guess what? The atheists won. So if you should go to the state capital during the holiday season, there is a satanic temple display right next to the nativity manger. How sad. But how true it is that we're shifting and slipping from our time-honored values. Where are we headed? Think about it. Very few real evergreen trees. Whole neighborhoods have turned into dazzling light shows of competition. The shopping has been replaced with gift cards. No thought. Here's a card. Get what you want. And check this out. With the elimination of music programs in grade schools and the absence of Sunday school at the church, our kids are not singing, they're not learning the songs of nativity. They haven't been taught them. They haven't been allowed to sing them the first Noel, silent night, joy to the world. It came upon a midnight clear. Ask any little kid to quote the words of Away in a manger. And you'd be surprised what their response would be. So we might miss Christmas. But let's not miss Jesus. He didn't start out being the reason for this season. But guess what? Jesus is and has always been and shall always be the reason why we are saved. Don't miss Jesus. Hallelujah. And thus is the word of faith I preach, I teach tonight. Amen. Amen. Amen.